Welcome to the New to Jesus podcast, where we find foundational truths to help you take your first steps in your walk with Christ. Hey, this is Dan Bergman. Welcome back to the New to Jesus podcast. This is a very special episode as it is going to be our final episode in the book of John as we've gone through chapter by chapter. This week, we're going to look at chapter 21, the last chapter in the book of John. I'm still going to address some topical things from episode to episode, but I plan on going into another book of the Bible uh, to go through verse by verse, just like we did through John. Uh, I haven't decided yet, praying about what the Lord would have us to look at. But in this episode, we are going to finish our study through the Gospel of John. And so if you remember, in our previous episode, we talked about the resurrection and how Jesus appeared uh, to Mary Magdalene and then to the others. In chapter 21, it says, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. The Sea of Tiberias is also known as the Lake Gennesaret and the Sea of Galilee. All three of those things, all three of those names, are speaking of the exact same body of water. The Sea of Tiberias is the Sea of Galilee. And it says, On this wise he showed himself. There were together Simon Peter, and Thomas called Didymus, and Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, James and John, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a-fishing. This is interesting considering the risen Jesus just appeared to them uh, not long before. And Peter, you know, during the time that he was with Jesus, those three and a half years of Jesus's earthly ministry, Peter was following Jesus, doing the things that Jesus wanted him to do. He wanted nothing more than to please the Lord. And now that Jesus has died and risen again, He appeared to Peter, okay, already. Peter has gone back to his previous occupation. He's like, I'm just going to go fishing. And they said unto him, we also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. The Sea of Galilee is a big, big body of water. We would call it a lake today, um, but it's pretty big. And so it's easy to imagine them seeing somebody on the shore and not knowing who it was. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have you any meat? Meaning, have have you caught any food? They answered him, No. And you can imagine, since they're far away from the shore, not close enough to be able to see who he is, you know, Jesus calling out to them, have you caught anything? And them calling back, no, probably pretty perturbed, pretty upset that they haven't caught anything. And this guy on the shore is kind of seemingly taunting them by asking them, have you caught anything? And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship and ye shall find They cast, therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Interestingly enough, this isn't the first time that this has happened with Peter. 
This is kind of like the period of time when Jesus was calling his disciples to come and follow him in the first place. And he was out in a boat with Peter, and he tells Peter to put his net on the other side of the boat, and Peter's like, all right, you know, whatever. We've, we haven't caught anything, but because you said so, I'll go ahead and do it. And he casts his net down on the other side. And the Bible says in the multitude of fishes that they brought in, in the beginning of the gospel accounts, at that account, in that event, the, the multitude of fish that was being brought in was so great that the nets started to break. And they had to call others to help them get them into the boat. And the boat started to be weighed down with all of the fish that came in. And Peter's like, depart from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. That was like Peter's uh, first acknowledgement, like he was submitting to Jesus's authority, to Jesus's lordship, that yes, I will follow you. I, I, I didn't realize, and he's, he's asking Jesus to forgive him, I didn't realize um, just the truth behind who you were. And now I can see it. Well, it's kind of reversed again. <laughs> Peter, he's out on the, on, on the boat again. And he sees Jesus, doesn't know that it's him. Jesus says, cast the net on the other side, just like he did, you know, three and a half years plus before this. And it says, they cast therefore, and now that they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fish. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved, which by the way, is the apostle John, the penman, the author of the gospel of John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, saith unto Peter, it is the Lord. <laughs> Isn't that just, I don't know, if you, if you put yourself in this situation, it's almost kind of comical. And it gets even more hilarious. I mean, it gets crazy. The very next sentence, now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he gird his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked. Peter didn't have any clothes on. Um, now, I don't know if he had maybe some kind of loincloth or something, and other than that he was naked, or if he was like completely buck naked. But he was embarrassed when he heard that it was Jesus, and he quickly throws his fisherman's coat over himself, and he jumps into the sea. <laughs> I mean, this is just a, kind of a funny, I mean, it's one of those things where it's sad, but funny at the same time. Peter realizes that he was being stupid. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were, 200 cubits. Now, a cubit is about a foot and a half. And so they were like 300 feet from the shore, a football field from the shore. And they were dragging the net with the fishes. And as soon then as they were come to the land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid thereon and bread. Now this is, this is also interesting. When they get to the seashore, Jesus already has a fire going and he already has some fish on the fire. Then he tells them, as soon as they were come to land, he says, bring the fish which you've now caught. And so they're going to have some breakfast on the beach. I heard a sermon once about this passage of scripture, breakfast on the beach. And so Jesus has 
um, this food already for them. And he asks them to, to add the fish that they caught to the fire. And Simon Peter went up and drew the net to the land full of great fish as an hundred and fifty and three. And for all there was so many, yet was not the net broken. Which is kind of different than what happened the first time uh, when Jesus calls Peter to become his disciple. And Jesus saith unto them, come and dine. Now, this is, this is interesting, okay? Should Peter have been returned to his previous occupation? I mean, it's an honest question. We do this sometimes. Maybe sometimes we get the desire or the inkling, especially if things aren't going really well. We can revert to kind of some of the things and the desires and um, things that we did before we were saved. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about going into sin, um, but I'm just talking about um, kind of like leaving the mandate, the command to be a minister of the gospel to go and do whatever else you want to do. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have time of rest and recreation. You know what I'm saying? But it's pretty clear when you read between the lines of this whole entire situation that Peter's motives in doing what he was doing was just, his mind wasn't in the right place. Not only did he just have kind of this nonchalant attitude Let's go fishing. And not only that, but when he's fishing, he's naked. And he's just kind of embarrassed. And he hadn't caught anything. With all of that in mind, this whole entire situation, which had to be just an embarrassment to Peter, when they get to land, they don't find Jesus, you know, with, a, with, a, with an oar ready to smack them or paddle them, okay? They don't find Jesus... Um, waiting for them, kind of just stomping his foot. Jesus isn't upset with them. Jesus doesn't judge them. Jesus doesn't let them have it, so to speak. He, do, he, he doesn't give them the third degree, meaning he, he doesn't reprimand them. He doesn't scold them. All that he says is come and dine. I don't know how long you've been a Christian for. Um, this podcast is geared toward an audience of newer Christians, but it's really for everybody. Um, has there been a time when you kind of backslid in your walk with Christ? Maybe it has to do with getting into sin and continually giving in to a besetting sin that just kind of has you in its grasp. Or maybe it's not necessarily that. Maybe it's just that your love for Jesus has grown cold. Maybe your time in the word with him is not as sweet as it used to be. It's more of a duty. Okay, all of this can relate to the situation with Peter on the beach. Jesus just tells him, come and eat. I've got some food for you. <laughs> I think that's how Jesus would respond to us. Now, if we have sin in our life, that sin ought to be repented of, you know, and confessed to the Lord. But the Bible says 
that if we confess our sin, and by the way, this passage was written by the Apostle John, the passage I'm quoting, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins as believers, if we confess our sins to Christ, the Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We see Jesus on the beach waiting for the disciples, waiting for Peter. He offers them food. He doesn't reprimand him. He doesn't scold him. He just kind of kindly, in, in, in a few words, says, come back. Come back to me. I have some food for you. I have some nourishment for you. And that's what Jesus, I believe, would say to us. If there's sin, confess it. If it's just that you've been away for a while, Jesus wants you to come back. He wants you to come to him and experience the fellowship and the nourishment that he offers. And none of the disciples durst ask him, verse 12, who art thou? Because they knew, knowing that it was the Lord. Verse 13, Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and the fish likewise. Jesus not only prepared the food and the fire, but he's serving them. Like he's giving them the food. He's serving them the food. The Bible says in verse 14, this is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. And when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter. Okay, so this is, Jesus focuses now on Peter. And he says, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Now it's interesting, what did um, Jesus call Simon? Originally, when he gave him a new name, Jesus gave him the name Peter. Okay? Um, in the Aramaic, it's Kephas. Peter is kind of like a Greek transliteration of Kephas, which um, means a stone. Okay? But when Jesus talks to Peter here, he says, Simon. So Jesus is kind of like referring to him in his old name, okay? Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me more than these? And I think he's talking about the fish, okay? What, 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 what Peter wanted to do was go back to his old occupation and find enjoyment in that. And Jesus just simply asks him, and this is, a, this is a piercing question. Do you love me more than all of this? And he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus' response, he saith unto him, Feed my lambs. What is the responsibility that Jesus had given Peter to do? To preach the gospel. Actually, Peter had the, the apostleship committed unto him 
of taking the gospel to his brethren, the apostle to the Jewish people. And Jesus' response, ironically, as Jesus is feeding him literally, Jesus is like, do you love me? And Peter's like, yeah, you know, you know that I love you. Jesus' response, feed my lambs. Hmm, it's kind of interesting. Then in verse 16, he saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. You can kind of imagine, if you put yourself in this situation, that Peter's probably getting a little bit nervous. I mean, I would be. If Jesus is consistently asking me over and over, Do you love me? Now, this is the second time when Jesus asks him this question. He's going to ask it to him one more time. And there's a reason that I believe he asks the same question three times in a row. He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Then, verse 17, he saith unto him a third time, Simon, son of Jonas, Lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Now, before we get into Jesus' response, why three times? Well, what happened a couple chapters ago? Well, Jesus was being questioned by the chief priest. Like, what, what, what was Peter doing? Peter denied that he knew Jesus three times. I don't think it's a coincidence that Peter is asked by Jesus, do you love me? Three times in a row. Peter's like, you know everything, Lord. You, you, you know that I love you. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. Again, Jesus is saying, Peter, I have a job for you to do. And it's not to, to fish on the Sea of Galilee. It's to feed my sheep. Then Jesus gives a prophecy in verse 18, where he says, verily, verily, I say unto thee, he's still talking to Peter, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. You, 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 you put your pants on, Peter. You walked wherever you wanted to go. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. Peter, when you're older, there's going to come a day when you're bound and carried where you don't want to go by some other people. Verse 19, this spake he signifying but what, by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, and this is just amazing, 
follow me. Sometimes as believers, we need to have that reminder. I know I do from time to time. You know, Jesus sweetly calling us to come back to what he called us to do in the first place. And that is to follow him and to feed his sheep. Now, what happens to Peter, according to history? According to history, Peter, he was going to be crucified as a martyr to die for proclaiming the gospel. And Peter does not feel worthy to die in the same manner that Jesus did. And so according to the historical account, Peter is crucified upside down because he didn't think himself worthy to be crucified in the same manner that Jesus was. That's, a, that's an amazing testimony. But Jesus is referencing that in this prophecy here that he gives to Peter. You're going to be bound and carried where you don't want to go. Jesus says to Peter, follow me. Verse 20, then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved, following, which also leaned on his breast at supper. Again, Peter looks over, he sees John, okay? That's who it's talking about, John, the writer of this gospel. Uh, the one that said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Remember, John was the one that asked Jesus, who is it that betrays you? So verse 21, Peter seeing him, Peter seeing John, saith to Jesus, Peter says to Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? And Jesus saith unto him, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Interesting. So Peter, in his response, he's like, what about, what about him? What's going to happen to him? And Jesus is like, well, what if, what if he's going to be alive until I come again? What would, what would that be to you? Like, what does that matter to you? You follow me, Peter. Verse 23, then went this saying abroad among the brethren that that disciple, speaking of John, should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him that he should not die, but he said, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Interestingly enough, out of all of the disciples, John, the apostle, was the only one to die a natural death. Not that those that persecuted him didn't try to kill him, He was put in a vat, according to history, he was put in a vat of hot oil, like boiled alive, and somehow miraculously he survived, to instead be exiled on the island of Patmos, where he wrote the book of Revelation. So John, the apostle, the one that wrote the gospel of John, is the only one of all the disciples, according to history, that died a natural death. Death. All of the others were martyred, including Peter, who history tells us was crucified upside down. Then in verse 24, this is the disciple which testifieth of these things and wrote these things. Okay, so like kind of like John turns to the readers, okay? And he's like, 
I am the one that is speaking here. I am the one that wrote this gospel. This is the disciple which testifieth of these things. John. And wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. And then the last verse of the Gospel of John, which is one of the most amazing verses in Scripture, verse 25. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. And so according to John, there's lots of other stuff that we're going to find out in heaven uh, that Jesus did in his earthly ministry that just it wasn't recorded. It wasn't recorded in the scripture. Um, but he said, if all of the stuff that we saw that Jesus did was written down, he says the, the world itself couldn't contain the books that would be written about it. I love the gospel of John. And I really appreciate all of you who have stuck with me through this, um, going through this journey with me, through the pages of Scripture, through the pages of the Gospel of John. And my hope and my prayer is that we're all a little bit closer to the Lord than we were when we started John chapter 1. God bless you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. And shortly, we'll continue in another book of the Bible. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the New to Jesus podcast. You can go to our website, newtojesus.com. That's new, the number two, jesus.com. If you'd like to find me on social media, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at danielbergman99. And if you'd like to rate and review this podcast on iTunes, that helps us to get in front of more people to help them take their first steps as new believers in Jesus.